With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey folks, as you know, unfortunately, baseball season has ended. But of course, there is football. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test. So why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season, so now's the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet all your favorite pro and college football action every single weekend. They have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. If you're the kind of person who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. Best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. All you have to do is use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Hey boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. Gonna mix it up a little bit today. I normally would just do the Orioles podcast, do the season. I would end it, come back, start again in February. Uh, Since that network was very kind enough to pick me up, and we want to keep the downloads coming in and the money coming in so I can start giving more free shit to you guys as well, they said we'd appreciate it if you tried to do the year-round. So one other thing that I love to talk about is the Ravens. I'm a huge fan, and as you may already know, my wife and I, we have season tickets. We go to every home game. So I'm going to be talking a little Raven talk. Um, obviously, later in the podcast, I'm, I will be talking about baseball and the Orioles. But I thought I'd talk a little Ravens. And I've mentioned before, I'd love to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Any experiences that you've had, any crazy shit that went on at Camden Yards that you experienced, any cool memories, email in. I want you to do the same going to m Bank Stadium, watching the Ravens. Any crazy shit you are involved in or, or the great moments of Ravens football that you will never forget, that you were there, that you witnessed it, that you had goosebumps all over your body. I am so excited. I may vomit. From watching that one moment, I'd love to hear from you. Full count chaos at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter. Anyway, you want to get a hold of me, just Google full count chaos. All the options is right there. Now, I was at the game last week, New England. <laughs> it was fucking fantastic. And by the time you hear this episode, we would have already played the Bengals. I'm not really going to get into that. I mean, I'm assuming whether we win by 3 or 10 or 20 or 30, I have a good feeling the Ravens are going to win. So before I get on a roll here, Matthew Judon. <laughs> Holy shit. What a classic moment. If you watch football, you know the players come up in the bottom of the screen. They introduce themselves. They're, they're uh, 
position, college they went to. I'm sure you remember years ago, Terrell Suggs doing the ball so hard university. Well, Matthew Judon wanted to mix it up a little bit and said, Matthew Judon, body built by Taco Bell. Now, obviously, when he said that, Taco Bell got wind of it, and they wound up giving away free tacos this past Friday. I didn't get my free tacos. I am not wild about Taco Bell. Now, I swear they must put crack or fentanyl or something in their beef because every time, morning, evening, afternoon, Four o'clock in the morning, no matter what, no matter when it is, there is always a line wrapped around that motherfucker. They got people addicted to this beef. I'm telling you. People can't seem to get enough of it. But they gave away the free tacos. Just curious if you lined up. The, it, the place is already a shit show as it is when they're not giving away free shit, but now they're giving tacos away? Hell no. It's a day to stay away. I mean, I've eaten Taco Bell. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan every time I eat it. That 10 minutes of eating the food, I say this was a great idea. And then for the next six hours, I'm sweating, smelling like phony beef and cheese going, what the hell was I thinking? Why did I eat Taco Bell? And a little fun fact for you here. A lot of people are like, there's no mystery beef. Look at their commercials. They say made by 100% pure beef. Now, the reason they say that is the company who makes the beef, that company is named 100% pure beef. Aha, tricky little bastards. So when they say it, they're just talking about the company who makes the beef, whatever the hell they put in that beef. So there you go. I would be silly enough to believe that. (laughs) So Matthew Judon, that was very funny. I don't know. I saw some arguments about whether it was Terrell Suggs ball so hard or Matthew Judon body built by Taco Bell, which one was better. But if you got your free taco, hope you enjoyed it. Now, last week, went to the New England Patriot game. That was fucking fantastic. I can't remember the last time that place was thumping like that because the Ravens have been boring. Because old sleepy Joe Flacco, who I have never been a fan of, although the 2012 playoff run he had, that was exciting. I still think Anquan Bolden should have been the MVP of the Super Bowl because Joe Flacco would just throw it up and pray to God Anquan will catch it. And 95% of the time, probably even more, he would. But I, I, I was so sick of the arguments last year about when Lamar came in, took in the playoffs, people saying, well, Joe Flacco could have taken him to the Super Bowl, not realizing the reason they were better is because of Lamar Jackson and the defense had a re- Whatever. I'm so fucking sick of having that conversation. Joe Flacco is done. He's done with Denver. That was interesting. Opening his mouth, talking shit about not going for it on fourth down when the reason they weren't, Joe, is because of you. They don't trust you, Joe. That's why they weren't going for fourth down plays in that game. And then they were like, all right, Joe, <laughs> you suck at quarterback. And you suck at postgame conferences throwing us under the bus. But anyway, enough of Joe Flacco. He's in the past. I'm so glad we don't have to talk about him. I'm so glad I don't have to pay uh, season tickets and go watch him play football. But Lamar Jackson, I love him. Loved watching him run all over and pass all over the Patriots. And I can't remember the last time it was that electric in that stadium when you had goosebumps, the lights go out, fireworks, lights lighting up everywhere, people going nuts. It was fantastic. And I'll tell you, every time there's a Sunday night game, people are fucking hammered at these games. I know people who tailgate eight hours before the game. It's crazy. So there's always, you always got that little shady feeling when you're walking down the street towards the stadium You know everybody's just shit hammered. Everyone's been drinking since noon. (laughs) 
you know, eight hours later, they're walking in after drinking uh, Jack and Coke all day and all the girls drinking their White Claws. I shouldn't say all the girls. I like White Claw. I'm I'm starting to get into that seltzer beer kick. I don't know what it is. They're, they're tasty. <laughs> I like them. But there's a shit ton of Patriot fans last Sunday, and I think a lot of them took a bus down because in some sections there was like 40 and 50 fans just sitting there. I remember I was sitting in my seats and at least 20 or 30 in a line were passing by as they were going up in the nosebleeds. There's a lot of Patriot fans there. And Patriot fans, I think, with the bullshit excuses, have jumped way over any other team. Even Pittsburgh, Cleveland Brown fans, they are some whiny-ass pussy fans. And the excuses that I heard for us beating them this past Sunday made me laugh out loud. Not just Patriot fans, just Raven haters. I'm around Raven haters all the time. It's because they're fans of different teams. And if you're not a fan of the city that you live in, You're going to get real sick and tired about hearing about the team that you don't like. So all the haters came out. I heard that Bilicek was saving his plays for when we see him again in the playoffs. And uh, he was only throwing easy vanilla schemes because, again, if he he saw him in January, the Ravens wouldn't know his schemes that he was going to throw at him. And I even heard shit about uh, John Harbaugh tapped into uh, Bilicek's headset in the stadium, and that was a rumor on Reddit. Wait, what did you say? Unfucking believable. Just a l- bunch of whiny bitches. And then you got the Patriot fans going, look at you guys celebrating like it's your Super Bowl. It's just a regular season game. Bullshit. You can suck it because you'd be excited too if the Patriots would have came in and beat the Ravens because I know Patriot fans, you Patriot fans out there were sick and fucking tired of hearing about how you weren't playing real teams in the NFL and this will be your first team that you play that's actually a good team. So you wanted to win so bad to prove to everybody that, no, it, it's it's not true. We're the real deal, and you lost. You got your face kicked in, and they sent you on your way. Yep. 17 to nothing. It got out of hand real quick, and good for the Patriots. That's how you know they were trying to run it. They were throwing everything but the kitchen sink at the Ravens to get back in the game, but the Ravens, they did what they needed to do, and they won. Again, kicked them in the teeth. Sent them on their way. Okay, goodbye. But it's so funny that losing fans, the fans of the team that loses, they always think that the the, um, the fans that are happy and excited to see their uh, team win, they always think they're overreacting. Like, what the hell, guys? It's, it's, it's only a regular season game. I don't know why you're so excited. When obviously everybody gets that way when their favorite team wins. No matter what sport, you get excited, you celebrate, you want to have a good time. Drink one for the boys. Congratulations. The Raven fans, we've been hearing about how Lamar's not good enough. He's he's a running back. He shouldn't be a quarterback night and day from last year to this year because Lamar's been working hard. Love the guy. He comes in, does what he needs to do. Bye-bye, Patriots. See you later. They put their 11 best players on the field, and so did we, and we won. None of this stupid bullshit about, well, Belichick thinks they're going to, you know, he might see you again in January, so he wants to save his uh, uh, good play. Bullshit. Bilicek is not that stupid to fuck around like that early in the season. The reason why they're so successful is because they always have home field advantage and normally they're always the number one seed. Bilicek isn't going to do that little stupid shit to fuck that up. Fucking idiot. People think like they're gods, that they can fart around in the league anytime they want. Well, we'll let them win because we'll win next week and the week after. Nothing's given in the NFL, although it seems that way with the division the Patriots are in, but... You just never know. And was it 22.6 million people 
watch that Sunday night game. Most watched Ravens Sunday night game ever on NBC, the network put out. And Baltimore was not the top market I read. I had it written down here. That's right. It came in third behind the Patriots markets. <laughs> I like that because everybody, because all those markets got to see their favorite team lose. Boston, Providence, Rhode Island. Those were the top three. So I had a great time Sunday night. Wonder if any of you guys were out there having a good time, watching it, watching it live. Uh, again, in just a little bit here, going to talk some baseball talk. But Colin Coward, I don't know if you listen to him. <laughs> and not too many people who are famous, who make lots of money, who talk for a living and talk about sports. Very rarely will you ever hear those guys or women admit when they're wrong. You know, they may make a million excuses of why their assumption about a team didn't really work out. And they make it seem like, well, it wasn't their fault. It was because Colin Coward just basically came out this week and was like the worst football take ever. And he was genuinely embarrassed saying that the Browns would make the playoffs, Baker Mayfield being the real deal, and no one's going to stop them, and and they're going to be a lot better than the Ravens, and the Ravens aren't going to give anybody any trouble. (laughs) That was great. And then uh, the Baker Mayfield ads are so fucking obnoxious. Boy, did everyone jump on the bandwagon of the Browns and Baker Mayfield. You know, Baker Mayfield's got... It's so funny, I saw someone post, Baker Mayfield has more commercials and touchdowns so far this year. I mean, everybody, everybody was convinced that the Browns were going to be the real deal. Now, I don't want to sit here and say that I'm, I'm some genius and I knew it, but I was somebody who was like, I just don't see the Browns making that big of a leap where they're going to go from sucking ass to playoffs to the best team in the division. I mean, there, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of in between there you got to work on. So I thought they were going to be trouble, which they are because they kicked the Ravens in the mouth and then left. Went back to Cleveland. And, you know, sports is a funny thing, man. Because I think now of when the Ravens and the Browns play, they're two completely different teams now. I'm like, how the fuck did the Ravens get beat that bad? Nothing has ever sucked more ass than this. But the Ravens have completely, I mean, the offense is clicking. The defense is clicking. Marcus Peters comes into the picture. Jimmy Smith is not hurt. He had a pretty good game against New England. Earl Thomas is starting to pick it up. Everything is clicking. Lamar and the offense, they're clicking. Everything is working out. So I'm pretty fucking confident that if the Ravens, when the Ravens play the Browns, they will win. And again, if you didn't hear, Lamar Jackson named uh, Week 9 AFC Offensive Player of the Week. 17-23 passes against New England, 163 yards, one touchdown, rushing for 61 yards and two touchdowns. Again, it was just so much fun watching Lamar. And when you watch him, you just laugh out loud sometimes and say, that looks like a video game. That looks like Madden 20. (laughs) Some of these moves that Lamar will do on the field, it's so much fun. But uh, some people are talking about why not get that number one seed. Why not? A couple weeks ago, I would have said, hey, hit the brakes. You know, we just need to focus on the division. Now we go into Seattle, punch them in their mouth. New England comes into Baltimore. We punch them in their mouth. I get it's only two games, but you're seeing things click. We'll see. Three, four, five weeks. We may be having a different discussion, but right now, get that number one seed. Go get it. I'm loving watching the Browns have a meltdown. Then you got Baker Mayfield looking like he is having a complete meltdown. He comes in the uh, post-game conference. He's uh, (laughs) a... mustache, trench coat. Looks like he was on an episode of To Catch a Predator. Chris Hansen coming out. Hi, Baker. Why don't you have a seat? 
What are you doing here? He prefers to be treated like a dog and also a toilet. So everything is just shit in the bed with Cleveland. You know, they might turn it around, but right now, I'm just having fun watching them shit the bed. All right, so we're going to move on. Uh, again, I think it's going to be very exciting to see what the Ravens have coming up in the future because I just feel they're going to be getting better and better and better. All right, before we talk baseball, I got a most hated player email that came in. It's a player on the Nationals. And also, uh, we're talking about uh, a lookalike situation. And we'll be talking about FanFest, your opinion. What's going on with that? Uh, but before we move forward, I've talked about it before, Manscaped. Gentlemen, look, if you've got a bush down there, if you've got some hairs down there that's longer than your junk, trim it up. And I do. And I'm not ashamed to talk about it because Manscaped, manscaped.com is where you want to go. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And ladies, if you're tuned in right now and you're thinking of getting something for your man, check it out because the promo code, it gets you 20% off plus free shipping. All you have to do is use the promo code armchair. Now, here's what they got. They have a trimmer, electric trimmer. It's called Lawnmower 2.0. It has skin-safe technology, so the trimmer won't nick or snag your bag. I've talked about it before. You don't want to snag your bag. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. They've got electric razors. They've got cologne for your balls. They've got anti-chafing lotion. They've got straight-edge razors that won't cut you up. Fantastic. All right? All you have to do is is go on manscaped.com, type in the promo code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, and there you have it, 20% off plus free shipping. Believe me, trust me on this, it's the real deal. Your balls will thank you. Always use the right tools for the job. You have to remember that. So there you have it, manscaped.com. Again, your balls will write you a thank you letter, or they might just look up at you and tell you. All right, so what do we got here? Uh, of course, the Nationals won the World Series. As we know, they had the parade. I know people who went down there for the first time to a parade watching their favorite team, I guess, you know, stand on something, some sort of automobile and waving to the fans, and you wave back, and then three hours later, you're driving home in traffic going, why the hell did I waste my time doing that? But everybody who went down there was like, yeah, it was a shit show. If the Nationals win again, I'm just going to watch it on TV. And... Max Scherzer, obviously one of the most famous national players that was walking around the parade and every, a lot of people were there because they wanted to see him. Well, there's a guy who looked just like Max Scherzer and he actually had the police escort him in the parade because when he started walking towards the parade, people were swarming him thinking that he was Max Scherzer. I guess not realizing he didn't have two different color eyes. But I did see a picture of him, and I will tell you, if he walked by me, I would have thought it was Max Scherzer. When I was reading about this and I saw the pictures, it reminded me, I had a friend that looked identical to Matt Damon. Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own as your own idea just to impress some girls? Embarrass my friend? And he wouldn't just use his powers. If there was a parade for Matt Damon, I don't think that's where he would have stopped. And he didn't. You know, we go out some nights and he would walk around telling people he was Matt Damon. 99 out of 100 times it would work. He'd be getting a bunch of girls back, solid nines and tens back to his house. But then obviously they'd know something was up when they'd be driving them back to Dundalk, pulling up to a row home. (laughs) And his 
87 Toyota Corolla, they'd be like, wait a minute. Something doesn't add up. But I thought that was kind of funny. But the Max Scherzer, he actually got to the parade. He actually had people escorting him on. I don't know what happened after that. I don't know if somebody pointed and said, hey, that's not Max Scherzer. (laughs) Get him away from the parade, and then the police tackle him and cuff him. So I I don't know what happened afterwards. I just know that the guy got as far getting onto the parade. Good for him. I don't know if he got on a float. I think he just started walking with the players, but fuck it. Why not? And if you look at the photo, if you pull up the article, just put in Max Scherzer lookalike on Google, the guy looked just like him, except for the, uh, the the different color eyes. But I, and you know, if I was that guy, I would have worn sunglasses at least, you know, covered up the eyes. <laughs> now, since the Nationals won the World Series, I've been seeing friends of mine post on Facebook the stuff that they've been buying, the autographed signed baseballs and the gloves and all that good shit. And, you know, who am I to ever tell anyone they're crazy for spending their money on whatever it is? If you have the money, or even if you don't, you spend whatever. That's your business. But he posted on Facebook not too long ago, the other day, of a framed photo. And it looked like it was like 8 by 8 It was a small photo of Strasburg signed. And then there was a baseball I think he signed. And I think he spent like $1,600. I was looking in the comments down below. And I, I, I don't know. You know, there's got to be a limit. I, I have a lot of stuff in my basement. A lot of photos, a lot of autograph stuff. Again, if the Orioles won the World Series, I'm thinking to myself, how much money would I spend on wanting to get some photos, frame stuff, autograph, autograph baseballs? I, I didn't get up to $1,600. I'm just curious if you're tuned in. Has there been anything pertaining to sports? Signed autograph, baseball, signed glove, How much money did you spend to get that? Just curious. I want to know. I mean, everyone's got a limit. Some people don't have the money to spend on shit. Some people do, and they still think it's crazy to spend it, even though they're diehard fans. Um, By the way, speaking of the Nats, I did get a most hated player email. Haven't got one of these in a while. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com, or you can send me a tweet. Actually, this guy at the end of his email says, P.S. I don't have Twitter, which is an inside joke. I haven't seen that in a while, too. All right, so most hated player. If there's a player that you hate that plays now or played years ago or somebody playing in the minors and like A-ball that you know is going to be a dick and you already hate them, love to hear from you. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Let's see, this guy, uh, what's it, Jason from PG County. And again, anytime you reach out, I'd love to hear where where you're from, where you're writing from. He says his most hated player is Juan Soto on the Nats. Now, after... After the playoffs in the World Series, there are a lot of people who are on that bandwagon of not liking Juan Soto. But Jason says uh, he thinks a kid needs a life check about trying to show up pitchers like Justin Verlander and Clayton Kershaw. Stop acting like you've been in the league for 20 years, smiling at them for throwing good pitches. Also, the crotch grabbing is so disrespectful, he needs to get a ball in the ribs right away. That's from that's from Jason. Appreciate the email. I don't think he does that anymore. He doesn't grab his crotch. I know he was doing that for a while. I think somebody pulled him aside and said, knock it off. Probably the manager or or another veteran on that Nationals team was probably like, dude, you know, enough with the crotch grabbing. So he cut that out. But I completely 100% understand what Jason's talking about when he's like uh, showing up Verlander and Clayton Kershaw with the smiling. I noticed that too. It's like if if they threw a uh, 97 fastball in on the corner, 
and Juan and and, and Soto didn't swing at it. You know, he kind of would nod his head a few times, smile. All right, like look at him, like oh okay, all right. So that's what you got. It's like yeah, that's Verlander. That's Justin Verlander pitching you. He doesn't need you smiling and nodding at him, giving him the the nod for a good pitch. He did that a lot. And I just may, be, I may just be getting old, you know, the uh, get off my lawn age. But I agree with that. Enough. Knock it off, man. He did that a lot. Like a Verlander when he, he uh, you know, a lot of times, Verlander, the few times when he would face uh, Juan Soto, he had him on 0-2, 1-2 pitches. And some of the sliders that he'd throw, Juan Soto would, would swing and miss it by a foot. And he would just nod and smile, nod. And, you know, okay, all right, all right. It's like, get the fuck out of here. He doesn't need your approval. Don't act like you've been playing ball for 30 years and you're just at all that this young kid is making you miss his pitch. It's Justin Verlander. It's Clayton Kershaw. Who the fuck are you? I know you had a good season, but who the fuck are you right now? Well, Nate, it's Juan Soto, one of the best 21-year-old baseball players I've ever seen play the game. All right. Again, I'm just getting fired up. Jason, I appreciate the email. I completely agree, but that kind of shit was bothering me as well. Again, I'm just bitter because the Nationals won the World Series. And when people bring it up, I'm still a little bitter about it. But I will get over it one day. <laughs> it was pretty cool what the Nationals did. I get it. All right, on to the Orioles. Look, not every podcast episode in the offseason, it's it's going to you know take 25 minutes for me to bring up the Orioles. But there's just some other stuff I wanted to talk about. Now, there is some cool stuff coming up with the Orioles that I will get into coming up in the next couple weeks. But uh, Fan Fest, I'm sure you heard. Uh, no fan fest this year. And when I heard about that, I said, makes sense. <laughs> but, I mean, think about it. Think about the players in 2019. Okay, we had some favorite players. Uh, most of them are Trey Mancini. And that's probably one of the biggest reasons why they're not having fan fest because the players that people would line up to see, like Jonathan Villar, Trey Mancini, Hanser Alberto, maybe Michael Givens, as much as he shit the bed, but people would still like to see him, meet him, talk to him, get his autograph and picture. These guys may not even be here. And the players that they would put in the fan fest <laughs> are, you know, not exactly players who would be starting on any other team because they are here because it's a rebuild. The money they put into it, the trades that they're going to make. Uh, some of the rumors are that, you know, they just didn't feel like dealing with a lot of the questions with the rebuild and trading Mancini, which is kind of a cop out if that's true, because isn't that the whole point? Fans get to come to this fan fest. They get to ask all the questions that's on their mind. And, and it's, you know, again, I've heard it's a, it's a great time. And I'm sure the Orioles are going to do something else. They're not just going to say, sorry, fucking deal with it. You know, we'll, we'll see you in April. I'm sure they're going to think of something else. But for right now, it just makes complete sense of the main attraction is fans wanting to meet the big star players on the Orioles. And most of them, because it's a rebuild, are not even going to be here. So I'm just curious if if you've been to FanFest, how do you feel about this? Are you extremely pissed off? Was this what you looked forward to all offseason? And now you're like, what the hell am I going to do? Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. But Jason, appreciate the email. And again, I love to hear from you guys, no matter what's on your mind. Uh, most hated player. You know, now that we're going to be talking more Raven stuff on the podcast during the offseason and, and football season, any crazy stories that you've had going to M&T Bank Stadium, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be a fun football season. Uh, I'm excited to see what the Orioles in the next few years. 
I just think the light is at the end of the tunnel. It's going to be fun. I got the goosebumps. I got the chills being a Baltimore sports fan when it comes to football and baseball because I think we're going to be in for a fun ride coming up. And it's going to be good. All right. Till next time. See you.